Welcome to our podcast, We're Not So Different. I'm Samira. And I'm Ali. We're two professionals having real conversations about our experiences at home, work, and out in the community. We tell our stories through the lens of our different backgrounds to just find out that we're not so different. In our podcast, we'll explore ways that we can improve engagement and bridge social gaps while trying to find the humor in it all. Check us out on social media at WNSDifferent or email us at WNSDifferent at gmail.com. Today we want to talk about reopening the economy. But before we do, we'd like to remind everyone to follow us on Instagram using the handle at WNSDifferent. We're also on Facebook. You can look us up by searching We're Not So Different. And we, you can also use that to look us up on any of your podcast platforms that you listen to podcasts on, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher. In order to subscribe to our podcast, please um, share and leave a review. Let us know what your thoughts are. And if you have any questions or feedback, please email us at wnsdifferent at gmail.com. So Ali, school's about to start. Don't remind me. And... The economy is, I don't know if they're going to close it back up again or not because the cases have significantly increased. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I think now they're, I think they're pretty bad, pretty bad. And now the deaths are actually going up too, because I think Mm -hmm. at first the cases were going up for COVID, but the deaths weren't tracking. And part of it was they were trying to make the argument that, well, we're doing a better job at testing. We're doing a better job at treating. Mm-hmm. But the epidemiologists were saying that really it's just a lag, right? Especially because there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of new cases every day yeah. because they tried to do like the phased opening. But it's like once you do, you already have you already have your extreme believers, your extreme non-believers, mm-hmm. and then you have kind of everybody in the middle. And so you have people you see at some of these public events specifically mm-hmm. not wearing masks right right and saying that you know whoever's going to protect them i don't know who and then they're doing well, the f- a lot of people think it's a hoax still they think yeah. it's a political hoax in order to sway people i don't really know what anyone gets out of doing this i, I don't because get it either if it's a hoax by the conservatives well they've the you know the current administration has done a horrible job Right. So they lost my vote if I was ever going to vote for them. And the liberals don't have an answer either. So there is, you know, it it goes from one extreme to the other. And it's really it's really on the states to kind of make those sorts of decisions. But then you hear rhetoric from the White House about, you know, he he even threatened governors. Yeah. Right. Well, like you have to open, you have to do this. Or you get no uh, federal aid. Yeah. Or you get federal aid. And then he made the governor's pretty much try to outbid each other for PPE yeah. for uh, oh, protective yeah, equipment, that, medical yeah. equipment, which was ridiculous. Um, but the problem with having the governors decide is that, you know, like we saw, Georgia opened up too soon. Yeah. You know, Florida opened up too soon. Texas, yep. Arizona. Yeah. Um, but, but it's interesting because California has been pretty conservative, right? Yeah. As far as the governor, he's he's been pretty... I don't want to say strict, but more strict than some of the others. Why do you think our numbers, why do you think we're a hotspot in California? They said the Sun Belt states are getting it. Because the what Sun ha- Belt states? Well, the sun, well, just like states that get like, that that are known for having really nice weather, oh, vacation spots. Because people want to go those, outside. Because people want to go outside, yeah. right? So you've 
been doing this since March. You got March, you got April, you got May. We're then school July. is like officially out, mm-hmm. right? People are still just like, well, I got to do something. I got to go somewhere. And then the other thing is too, is you have a lot of companies or places that are adopting the phased opening piece. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they're trying to be as protective as possible in order for people to still patronize them, right? So there's still people going on vacations. There's still yeah. people catching flights. There's still people, you know, taking drives to go here, there, and everywhere. I mean, even day camp, I, you know, admittedly, I sent my son to day camp, Yeah. right? I mean, they... They were doing very small pods for kids. They were taking in a fraction of the number of kids. One yeah. day camp, they us- they usually have over like 120 kids. They only accepted 30. Yeah. And you have to wear masks all the time, and they're doing sanitation. They're checking your temperature, all these sorts of things. But yeah. to your point, there are those that feel like, well, since they're phased opening things like you know barbershops and hair salons and those sorts of things, I can take my chances to do other things, right? There's the folks that are out, and they're like, oh, well... You know, there's an outside patio for bars and there's this, eat. so let's go out to eat. So here's the thing I want to remind people of. Before all of the protests started uh-huh. in March, Alabama opened up first. Mm-hmm. Montgomery, Alabama, their capital, their numbers went up 364%, even with modified opening. And this was well before protests, well before, you know. The Black um, Lives Matter protests. The, yeah, the Black Lives Matter protests, and even well before all of the political sort of rallies and those sorts of things. Sure. So the evidence was already there as to what could potentially happen. And I think people are just tired, they're fed up. And I think in addition to that, and this is no small part, is a lot of people aren't working, right? There's the stories about evictions coming up yeah. and people just like, I have to work. I need phased opening yeah. because I need to be able to work. I need money. I need resources. The federal government is is, you know, bailing out, you know, huge companies. United got a bailout. They're talking about furloughing 36,000 people, even though they got a bailout. But people aren't getting that for evictions, though. The common person is not getting a bailout. Companies are continuing to get bailouts. And as much as they want to say about, you know, as much nonsense as they talk and rhetoric as they spew, it's on the American taxpayer to pay for those bailouts at the end of the day. So why not give it to the people? I had to write a check for my taxes. It hurt. Yeah. It really hurt. I was like, I can't. Like, if I knew that that money was going to go to um, the hospitals or the people who are, are, you know, trying to fight this pandemic or people who are trying to make sure that people who don't have, like the food banks, you know, yeah. people that are trying to make sure that people who can't work right now and are on limited income, you know, it's going to go straight to food stamps. It's going to go straight to Medicare. I would gladly write it. No problem. But man, does it burn to know that it's not going to the people. Like, I would rather be able to just donate that money to a nonprofit. Like, be like, yeah, I will pay X percentage of my salary every year to these causes that are actually helping the communities, especially the communities I live in or are in my vicinity that need help. But man, it burns. No, I know it's going to like, and and here's some free flights at least. Like, yeah, no. And and, and you're right because it goes to save, it goes to save and bail out some of these major corporations or foreign aid. Yeah. I I mean, but it's like, okay, so you give a $1,200 check to a bunch of people and that does nothing, especially here in California. And then you say, well, I'm going to give billions of dollars to all these industries. Well, Mm -hmm. if you're a business last I checked, if you don't have any people patronizing your business, you go under. I understand that they employ a lot of people, 
I, I yeah. do what I do get it from that perspective, but they're still furloughing all these people. Right. So you should give it to the people that really need it or say, hey, we're going to put a moratorium on not just evictions, but the people that are paying the property taxes for that. Right. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm an apartment complex owner. So there's bills I have to pay. Absolutely. Right. I still need to pay PG&E. I still need to pay water. I still need to pay mm-hmm. garbage, trash, gas, yeah. trash, all these other things. Yeah. Maintenance, so things like maintenance, that, yeah. those sorts of things. So it's like it has to be a universal sort of thing. I know right. people talk about, well, capitalism, but, but, but yeah, but there are way, there are not, times and places where that fails. We're in a pandemic, guys. Yeah, it, this it, is yeah. not, we're not talking about eternal socialism. No, we're, no. we're not talking about And even communism. then, I'm not even sure that that's that, that bad. I've been to a socialist country. They were, I didn't see anybody on the street and everybody had healthcare. Conf- and like, yes, you may not be able to have a Bentley because of the taxes that you, because You're of the paying. taxes that you pay. But guess what? There's nobody on the street begging. Yeah. Everyone has health care. Children yeah. are educated up through college for free. Yeah. Like there is a benefit to it. But but and you still have a good living. You, oh, you have great it's living. Like, yeah, what, yeah. what people think is that, oh, I'm going to work hard. And then someone who's not working hard is going to reap the same benefits. It's not true. Everybody's part of the same system. It's not true. You will still be thriving more because of your hard work, because of the your ingenuity and your, your skill set. Yeah versus someone who's not all that we're saying is that someone who doesn't have the skill set whether in, intellectually they they just don't have it because not everyone has the same iq or ability to yeah. do those things um or economically there's you know circumstances they couldn't go to school they had to work yeah. whatever their situation was they should at the very least have health care yeah and be able to Access afford to a decent car to get them yeah. to and from work so that they yeah. can continue working and an apartment, a roof over their head, like yeah. and food on their table. like And, and access to education. Abs- right? Access we, to education. We talk about Absolutely. that, you know, all the time about, oh, this person's educated these folks. And it's like, you know, if you lift everyone up, the entire floor goes up for everyone, right? Absolutely. If you lift the floor up, especially from education perspective, because yes. everybody knows the difference in education. They talk about it with salaries. You know, when we talk about the bailout piece of it, you know, there's nobody lobbying for the people that are going to get evicted, mm-hmm. right? They're right. lobbying for big business. Yeah. They're lobbying for corporations. So I understand wanting to get the economy back going for a lot of those reasons. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what is going to be the collateral damage that comes from it right. from a pandemic perspective? So uh, when they first started talking about it, it was really, well, we need to get to a place where the hospitals are not overwhelmed. And that I understand. Like, you're going to get cases no matter what. So, hey, what does my ICU look like? What do my hospital beds look like? But I remember in, for Houston, they were at like 98% for ICU, right? So guess what's going to happen? In the next three or four days, they're just going to have to leave people that need ICU care in a regular bed and they're going to die. Yeah. Simple as that, right? Yeah. Because we're not prepared. So some people are just like, well, you just have to let it run its course. Some people say that, but it's, it's... It's a pandemic. You have to do something differently. You have to make drastic changes. Um, And he's not, our current administration is not willing to do it. They're still in denial. They just, what, last week started saying, you should wear a mask. And people, you know, still, and people still don't want to do that. You see in yeah. these Midwest places, these people refusing to wear a mask, walking into places. And yeah. it's, you know, you, it doesn't, you know. They we st- having to say it's their constitutional right. It's, <laughs> no. It's well, re- I just, people, again, to education, right? Like yeah. if people were really educated. In eighth grade, I don't know if you had to do this in eighth grade. We had to memorize 
the first 10 amendments, the Bill of Rights, and every president in consecutive order. Like yeah. I had like the eighth grade test, I won't forget. It's like, it would say, what was the 25th uh, president's, you know, uh, who was the 25th president or right, whatnot. Right. So it was like things that I, I don't think I'll ever use unless I'm going on Jeopardy or doing a trivia night, right? Yeah. Like who cares? But if they took that time to really help people understand the constitution, like really go into it really and then not just this is what it says but what is the historical context behind it yeah right what what was the world like for everybody in that time what does that mean for us now yeah how does this how does this apply i mean i think education would be so much better yeah it's it's still it's still very selfish i mean people use it when it's convenient for them to use it but it's still Mm -hmm. very selfish and i think the point about the COVID piece is that it's about being selfless mm-hmm. even if you don't necessarily believe it to be the case and you yeah. are impacted by it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right um it's still about protecting those and other people around you mm-hmm. if they believe it because I, people are dying of something so whether yeah. or not you believe it's 5g whether or not you believe it's military may it doesn't matter people are still dying right. from it so have a heart and do something yeah. that benefits the overall society. Right. And the government's not going to do that. They've shown that and time it, and time again. Exactly. And if it's as simple as wearing a mask, just it's not that big. Mask. Just wear a mask. Just it's not that mask. big of a deal. It's not worth arguing over. No, it no. really isn't. I mean, we're not even going out that much anyway. So nobody is, most people, unless they're working in like retail or something are not working outside for long hours. So yeah. it really is. It's not as big of a deal. If you're just going to Costco or, you know, the grocery store, just, Put it on. My son, he had to wear it during the summer camp throughout the summer. He has to wear it all throughout class. All, all throughout all throughout the day. Okay. And they're spending a lot of time outside specifically to kind of make sure that the air is circulating. Sure, Because sure. they've talked about being in an environment where there's still air. Yeah. That it can still linger, right? And it's it's really, I mean, it's a, I mean, not to get too nerdy, but it's, it's the, the parts per million conversation, yeah. right? So it's like... If you're in a closet and there's no air moving, take an aerosol can and spray it for a second. It's just going to sit. Yeah. But if I'm yeah. in a room where both doors open on either side, the air is blowing through. If I spray that, the concentration of it is greatly diminished, right? Because yeah. the air moves. Absolutely. So, you know, so they're talking about that as well. I know for for schools, there have been, there's two things I wanted to touch on. One is there's been a few recent articles talking about kids are less likely to get it. Mm-hmm. And they also are very unlikely to pass it to a parent. And we know, yeah, it it is interesting. And there's been a few articles about it, thescientist.com and a few of the other ones. Here's what we do know. We do know that the immunities or or the the immune system for children and adults are different. There are certain things that children get that adults rarely get and vice versa, Mm -hmm. right? Like when they talk about when they had an outbreak of meningitis, it affected high school teenagers specifically. Uh None of the parents got it. But these kids, you know, they live with these kids, et cetera, et cetera. And there are some things that little children get that adults get and and, and whatnot. Because even when this first started in China, the cases for for people under 18 was only 2% Mm. of all the cases. So I think there's a little bit of good news in that when we talk about going back to school. But what are we going to do with school? Samira, what what are you going to do as relates to school? I'm homeschooling. That's it? Just straight up and down? Straight up and down, homeschooling. So is someone going to come here and homeschool? Like, how is that going to work? We're figuring it out, but we're probably just going to go to an online format or maybe do a check-in. I do know, I just, as we we were having this conversation, I remembered that one of uh, my son's soccer teammates, 
they have like a co-op school in um, the Lafayette area. Mm-hmm. And where it's basically all of the parents get together and they teach they teach their kids. It's like oh, homeschooling, but okay. they kind of have that social aspect, but the parents are involved and they're all educated mm-hmm. um, and stuff. So I may reach out to them. To see if they're uh, if they had started a high school program because I know that they were going up to eighth grade last time we had spoke. got it. But I, I would consider that like okay. if it's a safe, contained environment where it's like people I know and trust, and, yeah. and it's a small group, I would be open to sending him to that, even if it means I have to drive to Lafayette every day. Mm-hmm. But I am I'm not confident in the school system. And actually, I haven't been for a while, even in, when my older... Way? In what way? Um, Specifically related to the, to COVID? No, in general. Okay. Like, I'm just not crazy about it. I hated high school myself, but I just feel like the school system, it's, it's really just building you to do tasks, get to college, oh, I see things like that. Yeah, I yeah. just didn't... I'm just not really happy with with it with the experience and you know my older son went to a really great school and they were very involved but my younger son isn't we're in a different school district so yeah. they're overcrowded it takes a while to get responses from like 60 percent of the teachers and when you get a response it's not even uh thorough enough for me to be able to follow up for example it's like here's the when they first started here's the zoom link Okay. Okay, great. Well, what time? Because once you clicked on the Zoom <laughs> link, it would just take you straight to Zoom and like want to start the meeting. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, okay. And I'm like, okay, well, what time? What days? Like, what's the cadence? And then So you, lack of communication. Lack of and, communication. Yeah. And, I, and I get it. I get it. Not all the teachers are tech savvy. Not all of the teachers. They were definitely were not prepared, mm-hmm. right? But this is kind of stuff I was experiencing even before COVID. Oh, right. So for okay. me, I, I just am like, my, and I love my kids. They're very smart, but they don't want to do their work at all. Yeah. Right. And I'm a single mom. I work. I need support. Like I can't, yeah. if I don't have full visibility to what they're doing and what's expected of them yeah. and the websites aren't being no way to updated keep up. on time, there's no way I can hold them accountable yeah. because all he has to do is be like, I turned it in. My teacher is going to grade it. Mm-hmm. So by the time I follow up with the teacher like a week or so later, it's too late. Can't turn it in. He's late, right? Yeah. So I feel like if it's at least homeschooled or something where I can be involved, then I can hold him accountable. Got it. I can say... This is what you need to do because not all teachers are good at that. Not yeah. all teachers are good at putting their stuff online so that you can see it. Not yeah. all t- and if you're relying on him, I'm telling you he's a problem. Yeah. Like I'm telling you he's unreliable. So yeah. like you can't tell him like, oh, it's on the board. Write it down. He's not going to do it. Yeah. I know my child. Yeah. He's not no, going to do it. Yeah, so it's like, I just feel like even outside of this, even outside of COVID, we had been talking about it about homeschooling also because I was planning on going to Europe to mm-hmm. visit my family and was going to try to go to Iran as well. And so I wanted to take a good chunk of time off and I wanted to take my youngest son with me. Got it. So if I was going to homeschool him, I could do that. We could go during the school year. The flights are cheaper. The weather is better. It's less crowded. So it was going to be easier for us to do that. So we were already talking about it. So for us, oh, okay. it was just kind of like, okay, now we have to. So let's just do it. So now let's just find a program that is is going to work for us in the way he learns. And so the primary piece about the homeschooling, I guess, as relates to, as relates to being in the know, I call it, is really about 
how much communication are you getting between the teacher and you, mm-hmm. right? For me, yeah. It's about communication. It's about consistency. It's, you know, there were times where the teacher was like, oh, I think it was his English teacher would say, we have Zoom classes Tuesdays and some Tuesdays and some Fridays at one. So <laughs> it's like he he has other classes, but he has to keep checking the different classrooms to yeah. see like, oh, is there Zoom today? So we couldn't plan anything. Oh, he can't okay. plan his day. And he doesn't do well. He did really well in elementary school. Elementary school, I, I didn't have any issues. He was doing his work. He wasn't like excelling, like working really hard, but he did enough to pass. And then I was like, whatever. But ever since he started middle school, it has been a struggle. He hmm. he doesn't do well with the changing of classes. He's And he, he admitted it. We had a good conversation about it. He's like, I just, by the time he focuses, by the time he, he gets into it, class is over and he has to move on. Got it. So, so I do think that maybe if we homeschool, it'll be a little easier because we can set no, the cadence, less transition, and that sort of yeah. thing. That's, I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's interesting. I mean, it, it's good at least that you know that that's an issue, and then you can kind of try to try to solve for that. Yeah. And I and and I've never really thought about the idea of homeschooling, but it's interesting that you say that because now it's just distance learning, right? So yeah. I will say that my son was leaving the second grade last year, or not last year, but uh, last school year mm-hmm. uh, when COVID started. So his teacher immediately started Zoom classes and there was a cadence to it. There yeah. was a regular schedule Elementary, to it. I think it's easier because Whatever. it's the one teacher dealing yeah. with the one class. They only yeah. have to deal with 30-something students. The school should be able to navigate for that. And what I mean by that is if you are an educator mm-hmm. and you have a list of students and a list of classes – it should be easy enough to coordinate your class based on the schedule that kids already have, right? Right. So if you they ha- kept it you that have way. Tommy from ten to eleven. You have Sally from eleven right. to twelve. You have Susan from one to two. Right. Keep the same format. Just right. make it online and say we're going to do forty-five minutes instead of an hour, or thirty-five right. minutes instead of fifty minutes. And like right. this is not rocket science. And you're educator, so I would think you'd be able to do this better than me. I agree. I'm with I'm, you. I'm the village idiot. So right. if I can figure that out, right? And they should have done that. I don't know why they didn't do that because yeah. they had a schedule before. To your point, that was working. They didn't have conflicts before. Why Fine. we're going online? So I agree with you on that. And that's kind of why I'm just like I. It's just too. It was just too uncomfortable. But then there's also the fact that right now I know our school district. They don't. They haven't released a plan yet. They they sent out a survey because what they're trying to do is say like maybe we do hybrid classes where they alternate students coming on and off campus so that okay. some students get a break but they don't come at the same time or they just scatter lunch and, and mm-hmm. stuff schedules. And if my son is already telling me changing classes is too hard, that's too much change for him, right? That's yeah. too inconsistent. And I think that's going to be too difficult for everyone to manage. You know, I think if people, because especially if your parents are working, if you have a consistent schedule, you know what it is, it's easier to plan. But if it's changing every day, it's yeah. more difficult. You have meetings and it's like, oh, what day do I have to go drop them yeah, off? And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Things like that. So my recommendation to the school was why not have middle schoolers and high schoolers do distance learning full time and then maybe alternate PE courses on the field. That way, once or twice a week, they can go to the school on different schedules and say, you're going to have a PE class at this time. So that way they get some physical activity, a little bit of socialization, they're outside, something like that. 
and then repurpose the middle schools and high schools to be elementary schools mm. so that there's more space for them to use for these elementary school students because these kids can't stay home alone, right? And to your point earlier, a lot of day camps and daycares are not are, are not working to capacity as is yeah. and the demand is way higher. So it's like, what, what can people do if they have to work? What are they gonna do with their children if they have to go to the office or they have to you know, go into a building to actually work? Doctors, you know, dentists, whatever. Yeah, definitely all the first responders, but also the phased openers as well. Right, absolutely. So these are people who are going to need childcare and not to say that teachers are childcare, but at a certain age, the kids need to be in school. So that's yeah. the substitute, right? So for me, I thought it would be better for the community if the kids that can stay home, sixth grade and up, they can stay home, right? They're, they're usually pretty good. And most houses have somebody in the house. And I know that's not the case for everyone. So it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be tough. But, you know, that was my recommendation. And, or maybe keep one of the schools, middle schools or high schools open for those middle schoolers or high schoolers who do need to be in class. Like they can't be left. The parents are like, no, this, my kid cannot be home yeah. alone. So, I don't trust him. So what did her. they say to that? Or is this just they haven't. It was part, just of part of the suggestion? suggestion it was just box, a suggestion. Yeah. So they haven't come up with a plan, but it's not an easy answer. Right. No, it, it, it is very complicated. And, and everybody's st- everybody's story is different. Right. Everybody's right. background is different for what they can do. Right. You'll have someone who's a firefighter that says, I can't stay home. And someone like you who says, I can't stay home. And someone else who's a barista that says, well, I can't stay I home. Can't stay home. And, or, yeah, he can stay home, but they don't we don't have Internet access. Right. Or we right? don't have we a don't tablet have a computer, or Chromebook. Yeah. We don't have these things. So it's kind of like I am definitely speaking from a space of privilege. Right. However, um, yeah, me too. I mean, I can work from home and, you know, my, my son has, you know, a, access a, to the day he camp. Has ac- access to the camp. He has access to an iPad at my house. Mm-hmm. He has access to a tablet at his mother's house. Yeah. Right. So, but his mother is part of not a first responder, but she's part of essential systems, mm-hmm. essential services. Yeah. So she has to go into the and office. And she has since the beginning, right? Yeah. And she has since the beginning. Yeah. So when they first started doing distance learning, he was with me every day at home, yeah. right? On Zoom classes and we're competing, you know, I'm on a WebEx and he's on yeah. Zoom and whatnot. And it's interesting because they just sent an email for or USD where, you know, they're starting the year off distance learning and they're going to try to figure out how they do, like, I don't know if it's a phased go back or hybrid or whatever, because before they were saying, well, maybe we can do like, you know, half the kids this week, half Mm -hmm. the kids the next week Mm -hmm. or something like that. But these cases going back up does not help that argument. Right. right. It makes it more it makes it more difficult and more complicated. Right. right. Because now you have adults that can't control themselves. Right. Essentially is what it boils down to. Not the kids, but the adults can't. So now what do we, when we right. what do we do when it comes to that? It would be interesting to see if they start to prove the science on kids actually being a lower cause and very, very, very low risk. How that changes what this looks like. Right. Because if you're if we're saying that children are less likely to get it and less likely to pass it. I don't understand how that's even possible. That's so weird. But I mean, kids are getting it though. 
Like there are cases of children getting it and dying from it. Like it's not like they don't get it at all. It's not that they don't get it at all, but it's it's the numbers game. Yeah. Right. Like they're playing, not playing the numbers game. It's not it's not a game. And but I think most parents would be like, "You're not playing with my kids." It's yeah. I mean, it's you know it's, what I mean. Like I get, I hear what you're saying. If you're looking at it from a analytical perspective, yeah. take the emotion out of it. Yeah. But I'm I'm not willing to risk my kids. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just not. Would you Would you trade yours in for a kid that could transition from one class to another class better? Would you take yours back? No. You wouldn't? No. Okay. Just a thought. I might, he, might that, take you know, back. No, because I was the same way. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. Like, um, I get where they get it from. And, you know, it, it's just a maturity thing. Like, yeah. So, because, I mean, the other piece of it is this, too. You know, the school system and what we pay for has a responsibility to educate our children, right? Yeah. We're leaving it in the hands of uh, of them to educate. Yeah. Wherein does the pandemic disrupt that and to what degree, right? right? If we're not set up to do it, how do we get set up to do it? Like, how do we do hybrid classes? How do we do distance learning? How do we do all these things effectively? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, you're going to look back and say, Oh yeah, we went through the pandemic and now my kid's an idiot because they missed two great two grades worth of school right, because right. the all the adults kept going running back out and going to bars and clubs and then the numbers kept going back up and then they would well, shut they things down. Well, they won't have to be idiots, and, right? Like I mean, yeah, I, you know what I mean, not not We have li- access if they, they want to, but not, you're not, right. Not some literal, kids are going to get left behind. Some kids are going if to get left behind. They don't have the parents who can help teach like even, you know, I say that about my son, like not wanting to learn, but you know, I write, he's reading books. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's on Rosetta Stone learning languages, right? I, he's helping cook. He's doing chores, things. He's getting like, life skills. He's getting life yeah, yeah. skills. He's doing things around the house that require thought, you know, yeah. like <laughs> we're painting or we're putting things, we're installing things, we're, yeah. you know, gardening, we're doing things. So, so I'm, I'm making sure he gets life skills that are actually transferable or when I'm working, they come in my room and ask me what I'm doing. So I'm explaining yeah. to them, this is what we're doing. Or even with this, with the, with the homeschooling, he's putting together a presentation and a little report about this is the these are the different schools yeah this is the one that i think i should go to this is why these are the pros and cons this is what i've learned about them. yeah so yeah I'm, so i'm i'm i make them i've always made them do stuff like that over the summer math will be a challenge science will be a challenge yeah those can be um, tough i know i had to teach my kid i mean i talked with his teacher about it but i, I started to teach my kid and this was interesting just as a parent because they were doing fractions. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, you can't really do fractions without having division down. So I was teaching my kid how to do division and teaching how to teaching him how to do um, double digit and triple digit multiplication, for mm-hmm. example. But it's um, different the way they teach now than the way we well, did Well, but that's why I asked this teacher. I said, I'm going to teach him the way that I learned. Yeah. So, you know, it's different the way they do it. And then you factor in, you know, what technology is going to look like. So there's there's definitely a rehaul, an overhaul rather, yeah. that needs to be done when it comes to the education system and how we teach and what we're teaching children. But the different grades are very important because that, yeah. that elementary school education is 
paramount to anything. You need that basics. So for people that have elementary school kids, the thought process is a little bit different. There's right. a little bit more of a sense of urgency yeah. related to that versus a kid that might be 14 or 15 years old, right? Right. where you still, you have the access and already to know how to look up things and how to figure out exactly. this is the basics of things that you need That's somebody over your shoulder teaching you how to do this right. stuff. So it's, it's, this is really going to present a very challenging problem. And you're right, there are going to be a ton. And this is where this is where the resources and the history of the country come into play. Mm -hmm. Because people that have less, less access historically, yeah. because of how things are done, and I would encourage people to look up um, the federal FHA when they first started providing loans to people yeah. who live in suburban areas. Yep. They refused and said it was part of your mandate as a realtor and as a loan a loaning agency to absolutely not loan to African-Americans, yeah. right? So when we start talking- lose their license. Right, you can lose your license. So right. when we talk about wealth and we talk about neighborhoods and we talk about schooling right. and we talk about redlining, these are the after effects of those right. things. So now you fast forward to COVID and, you know, even in the Bay Area, good luck trying to buy a house in a, in a well-to-do area, even into the 1970s. Uh -huh. You're still tearing up these neighborhoods. You're still providing these red line sort of issues. And those impacts flow forward. So now in a, in a place where you say, okay, fine, everybody right. does distance learning. Well, who has access to those resources? Who has access to right. Wi-Fi? Who has access to good cable? I mean, you know, good internet service. Who has access to a tablet or an iPad? And even if you say, well, those things only cost $100, but for somebody who works at Starbucks or somebody who works at Lowe's or somebody who works at CVS, that's a lot of money, number one. Yeah. Number two, we're grown adults and we make relatively good money. We still complain about the internet bill, right? right. What does Comcast Xfinity do to you every time? Like, hey, well, you can get internet and cable together and you can get that together for 110. Like, no, no, just give me internet. That'll be a lot right. cheaper. No, you can get that for 80. <laughs> right. right. We right. complain about that. Right. Because they'll right. they'll they'll work you over when it comes to those sorts of things. Right. right? But right. then we say, you know, we're the greatest country in the world. But then you go someplace like Japan and you pay twenty dollars, you get unlimited satellite and Internet. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. one of those things where capital we're talking about even outside of the historical aspect, even in this moment, right? Let's just take this moment. Yeah. We're not even willing to help one another. No. Xfinity is not going to lower their bill and make sure that all these kids have access to the internet in their homes. It take out from people's profits. Exactly. And that's profits. what we talked about early in this segment. We, we talked about the federal government. They're doing yeah. more for big business than they are for other people. I understand that there are people that work for these businesses, but a lot of these corporations are laying these folks off. Yeah. Let's be clear. It's exactly. not just... Oh well, they employ these. The you know they employ forty thousand people. So da da da. No 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 no. Right. Make sure that when they handing them a check, are they keeping the bodies? A lot of them are not doing no, that. Not. So you might as well give the money to the people. So this is where that this great capitalistic society. This is where we fail. I think they were talking about in New York by September there'll be a million evictions, a million evictions. Does that sound like a place you want to live? Where when there's a pandemic, does that sound like a great place where you say we're the yeah. richest country in the world, we're the greatest nation in the world, and we don't give two shits about the people? 
right. will save a corporation who will lay these people off and they will be part of that eviction number. Yeah. They will be part of, you know what I mean? Yeah. However it needs to be done, it's get it done. If you yeah. are the richest, if you are the greatest, then actually be that. Yeah. But it's not serving its citizens right yeah. now, even with the way the government's acting, even with the way some states are acting right. related to these things. Like people are in the hospital dying. So either people are just drinking cyanide and killing themselves to be part of a conspiracy or maybe there's something to it. Right. And that's, and, and that's, right. you know, that's, that's where I just say, you know, as, as the, the educated folks say poo poo to you. Right. It's the, you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't I know like how to correctly bet. Yeah, poo poo, poo poo to you. It, it's a bad thing. Like you would expect the country to like rise to the occasion a little bit more, right, but right. it, this, Hey, listen, when somebody tells you who they are, believe them. And, yeah. and we're showing you, yeah. right? U.S. is showing you what they care about, what they prioritize. Because it's not just send everybody back to work because that's how you contract the disease. Yeah. So if you can't do that now, what do you do? Right. How do you make those adjustments? Right. So anyways, the, the school thing will be interesting. I'm yeah. going to try to do the best that I can, the distance learning thing. Like I like the fact that he was going to summer camp, yeah. but now we're going to be competing for meetings and, and those sorts of things. And I'll reach out to his teacher ahead of time because yeah. his school, they're pretty responsive, but we're pretty active too. His mother is active at the school. She That's would good. go and volunteer. I was part of the dad's club doing things around the school, that sort of thing. So there's there's definitely a high level of responsiveness to parents who are very vested in their child's education. And ironically, his TK teacher, who's who is absolutely amazing, the boy was reading coming out of TK. Mm-hmm. And she said it What's at the beginning. TK? Um, that's the pre-kindergarten. Oh, okay, yeah. And but it's but TK is more. It's not like preschool. It's more formal. Like they still get yeah. homework and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And she's going to actually be his third grade teacher. Oh, nice. So we are super excited um, about that. So that's I'm going to probably reach out to her before school starts and say, Hey, give me the rundown about your plan and what you plan to do. And yeah. if you need suggestions or help, let me know. You know, let's let's talk about it. And I guess you know, slight kudos to Zoom because. When this when this happened, they gave accounts to all the school systems. Yeah. At least here, I, I don't know about other places, but I know in Oakland they gave accounts to the teachers, and I nice. thought that that was. I awesome. don't know if they did it for everyone. Okay, or not. yeah, but that that was awesome for them. But that's to do really that. great that they did that. Yeah, that and that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's There's how a crisis. They give that's how it yeah, should be. Absolutely. I know. I know Formula One. I'm, yeah, I I'm, mean, Comcast <laughs> should be giving people free internet for this purpose. You guys are working. You guys are going to school. You need the internet. Yeah. In or, order to or at least like a, co- or, or like a, a crazy discount, a crazy discount, yeah. like making sure that it's affordable for all. Yeah. Even um, Formula One, because I, li- I like uh, racing Formula One. Those are the, the super fast cars that that mm-hmm. go around the track, the, you know, international. They repurposed their manufacturers, their manufacturing units to create ventilators. Oh, wow. I did During the time of the pandemic, right? Nice. The, this is what we're talking yeah. about. It's about giving them, And even though they were selling them. A lot of them, companies have been doing stuff like that. That's true. Yeah. To, yeah. So to give credit to those companies. And there's some that but are, but, but like you said, there's some that doing. are doing, that's what you should be doing. That's what you there's should some be doing. there are, and then there's Xfinity and Comcast. Right. Like, yeah, AT&T, no yeah. wins, no wins in me cost of full bills. Run it. Right. Give it to me. And then, or, or I'll let you get out of it for two months and then I'll just pile it on the next month knowing yeah, that you're not that working. Yeah, can't be. Yeah. So. I hear you. Homeschool for you. Homeschool for you. Homeschool for me, for sure. My kid's going to do. 99% sure. <laughs> my, my kid will be doing distance learning. I, I They said the first month is going to be distance learning for yeah. sure. And then they'll start to reassess about how they do it. So maybe distance learning and then hybrid. 
And we'll later. do a follow-up episode in a few months after school starts to just yeah. kind of revisit where we are and what's been going on in the world. I'm sure things are going to be very different. But thank you all for listening to us. Uh, please subscribe to our podcast on any of your favorite podcast listening platforms. Just look up We're Not So Different and you should be able to find us. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WNS Different. Or for Facebook, look us up again. We're Not So Different. If you have any feedback or suggestions, please leave us a review or email us at WNSDifferent at gmail.com. Ali, you have anything you want to say before we go? Be safe. COVID is real. Yeah. Be safe, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye.